Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The great pushback, as we have dubbed it, seems to have riled up, well, America. How dare you not accept critical race theory and anti-racism? Don't you know it's just taught in colleges? It's not being taught in high schools? Oh, you simpletons. <laughs> well, now it's reached the Indiana General Assembly with this statement from Senator Eddie Melton. He's out of Gary. He's very unhappy with the Attorney General. That's Todd Rokita because of his parents' Bill of Rights. Don't you know that Rokita did it just to rile you up? It's Todd Rokita, man. Now, now, full disclosure, I've always liked the guy. He's always been very, very nice to me. I have had very open and honest conversations with the Attorney General on air and off. But I get that he is not everybody's cup of tea. And certainly when I saw the Parents' Bill of Rights, I said out loud... On this show, that's a guy running for governor. Doing all the things, by the way, that Eric Holcomb would never, ever, ever, ever do. And some of it to his benefit and some of it to his detriment. Indiana has something called radical math. We know this is social justice math. We know this is wrong. And he does nothing about it. I don't know why. He should. There's a spot where the governor should be proactive. But he is not. I think that's a bad place for him to be. The place of doing nothing. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Go to TonyKatz.com. You can catch my latest articles, support the show, do all the things, including getting the podcast. But Todd Rakita has a parent's bill of rights because critical race theory is happening in the schools. We look at this from the, the, the view of Charles C.W. Cook over at National Review. We look at this from the view of Andrew Sullivan writing over at his Substack. We understand that whether you call it critical race theory is secondary to the levels of hate and vitriol that are being taught within schools. This idea that we have to right some wrong by therefore teaching our children that they are good or bad oppressed or oppressor and continue that down the line teachers who have come out to say without question without doubt it is our job to be activists it is our job to represent and protect our children this was a teacher just less than two weeks ago this is what's Today is the first time our country has recognized Juneteenth as a national holiday, and yet I'm getting ready to go back to school in the fall, and my governor has put into place some ridiculous legislation that many governors across the country put into place, such as I can't teach anything divisive, I can't teach critical race theory, and I can't teach about racial equity. This is at all public schools, colleges, and universities. If critical race theory isn't being taught in schools, why is this teacher talking about being upset that she's not allowed to teach critical race theory in the schools? Now, that's for the people like Senator Eddie Melton to answer. 
That is for others to answer when they claim this isn't happening, when they claim critical race theory isn't real, like we saw from NBC. This is only a conservatives making it up. That is a lie. This is parents disgusted by the bigotry that they are seeing. The teacher continues. So, teachers, in the past, we've been activists. After the show of last year, we really need to stand up and do what's right for our kids right now. So, this is a call to action, teachers. we got to stand up and fight for our kids because this is We can't lie to them. I don't want you to lie to them. But thank you for telling us the truth that you're not an educator, you're an activist. And nobody should be hiring activists for the classroom. Thus, there should be no tenure. And if the teachers union should disagree, we should break the teachers union in half. You see how that works? Let me go back to Senator Eddie Melton, who said, I was extremely disturbed after reading Attorney General Okita's remarks on critical race theory in his parents' Bill of Rights. History classes in the United States have long excluded certain part of United States history that are hard to face. We can only move forward as a unified nation with actual justice for all if citizens are taught all of our history. I agree, Senator Melton, we should teach all of our history. But show me the schools that aren't teaching the history and then let us find the liberals, the Democrats in charge of education that have not been teaching all of our history. Your party, which has been in charge of education. No, 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 no. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, Senator. It's you and me saving Indiana from itself. You want to talk about the schools failing the students? Then you're going to have to look at your own party and you're going to have to throw some people out. He continues. CRT is a concept that has been around for over 40 years and is only now making the news because politicians have started using it to push a national agenda to block progress on inclusion and diversity. Senator Melton, this is a lie. And this is no way to treat parents. And I'm going to ask you to stop it. Block progress on inclusion and diversity? What inclusion are you referring to? What inclusion are you referring to do you really believe that the people who engage in diversity equity and inclusion actually believe in it do you believe that jalen rose doesn't think the white guy should be on the usa basketball team for the olympics doesn't believe in diversity i found it shocking personally but okay you is this what you're referring to what inclusion are, 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 are do you mean? Because I believe in the great national debate, even white supremacists should be able to speak. Oh, they hate me, sir. You think they want you dead? They want me dead, too. You and me ain't so different in the eyes of the white supremacist. Maybe it's my Hebrew name. For you, it's probably skin color. But if you were known in certain circles as Aron Yisrael Ben Label, uh, you might have the same kind of feelings I have. Either way, they want us gone. But do you believe that they should be allowed to speak in the public forum? On Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on YouTube, do you believe they should be allowed to gather and speak?
Because I do. Because I do. There's a despicable group in co- on college campuses called Students for Justice in Palestine. Jew-hating outfit. Same kind of people who support BDS, boycott, divestment, and sanction, which is all about anti-Semitism. Of course they're allowed to exist. I simply get to point out what bigots they are. So I'm wondering, when you say there's a push against uh, the agenda uh, or a, a national agenda to block progress on inclusion and diversity, what is it that you mean? What inclusion and what diversity are you referring to? You continue, parts of this theory have been in history curriculum for decades, and it simply teaches students that prejudice didn't end with slavery, but at times has also been built into legal systems and policies. Well, I'm not arguing with you. You bring up redlining, for example. What happened with redlining is that people of certain types couldn't get mortgages in certain areas. So black people weren't allowed to buy in this area. They could buy in that area where the housing prices did not go up as much. So therefore, they weren't able to accumulate wealth. This also happened to Asians, also happened to Jews, by the way. You won't get me to disagree with the very concept of redlining. What you will get me to disagree on is the idea that we should teach our children that there is an oppressed class and an oppressor class and they should view everything through that lens. If you disagree, Senator Melton, please tell your constituents why. If your constituents agree that there should be a, that kids should be taught an oppressed class and an oppressor class, well then holy cow, we've got ourselves a bigger problem. This nation, you write, cannot hide from its history of racism, and we cannot move past the racism that continues to permeate our country until we acknowledge and address its systemic roots. You have this completely wrong. We should absolutely study our history, but the idea that we are fully engaged in systemic roots to the point where our school kids should be told they are guilty for the color of their skin is such a violent commentary that you should apologize for it and beg for forgiveness. To Think that the parents out there fighting critical race theory. You're using uh, uh, Attorney General Kita's uh, Parents' Bill of Rights, but we know what you're saying. We understand that what you're saying. And if you think that gathering with the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus is what's going to provide a more accurate and comprehensive understanding of CRT... Because that's what he wants. He wants the Attorney General, uh, Todd Rokita, to meet with the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus to discuss the issue further and to get a more accurate and comprehensive understanding of CRT. No, sir. You start meeting with the parents all across the state of Indiana, and you'll get the more comprehensive view of CRT. Allow me to start the fight proper. The color of one's skin does not give them some type of of unknown cosmic understanding. You are not more aware of critical race theory because of the color of your skin. That is untrue, if only because it's a legal theory and therefore it requires study. You are not somehow a more understanding of it because you are black. Absolutely not. Untrue. False. Nope. And I will not stand for that bigotry. And the bigotry of the statement that the Attorney General would have to sit with the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus to understand the issue?
is laughable. You mean the top lawyer in the state has to sit with you? That's elitist. Maybe it's more elitist maybe than anything else. You got to stop hating parents and you got to start seeing the conversation. As Andrew Sullivan discusses, it's not that they're teaching uh, about uh, critical race theory. They're teaching in critical, critical race theory. The teachers are putting everything within that context, and it is indeed dividing and teaching hate. As Charles C.W. Cook points out, it's not that it's actual critical race theory. That part doesn't matter. It is the umbrella term for the everything. And when people like Ibram Kendi say that anti-racism you know he, he he's developed anti-racism but you know he's not a critical race theorist he has stated to slate slate.com that his theories come from critical race theory kimberly crenshaw has engaged these thoughts and ideas of where they come from of course she has oh i'm sorry are you bothered by the fact that i know the names it's because i study because i didn't just accept some kind of commentary on Twitter of what it is we're dealing with. These are my kids we're talking about. So I went and I did what? I did the work. That's, that's another one of the expressions, right? Do the work is one of the expressions of anti-racism and critical race theory. And it is the idea that uh, you accept this wholeheartedly. Otherwise, you're not doing the work to understand it. We're teaching bigotry in schools. We're teaching people to feel bad about who they are as people. And we're teaching other people to think that other people are bad for who they are as people, for how they were born. This amongst many other issues. A total bastardization of American history. First and foremost, if Indiana is not teaching about slavery in schools, why not? Fix that. You're the senator. Fix it. Don't look at me like somehow I'm blocking diversity and inclusion because you've been the guy with the title who could have ensured that slavery was taught about in schools. Don't blame me because you didn't do your job, sir. I refuse to accept that. And don't blame me for noticing there's something horrible going on that is not about diversity and inclusion, but actually just the opposite. You either accept 100% or you are on the outs. No diversity and no inclusion if you are not 100% a thought ideologue. You don't believe in diversity and inclusion. That's what it would seem like. Now, maybe you do. And that's worthy of a conversation. Five microphones and no waiting. I invite you on the program. Producer Ari will reach out. But let us be clear about what we're looking at here. This isn't about the Attorney General of Indiana. This is about you telling parents who object to this that they're bigots. And I don't think a state senator from Gary, Indiana should call other Hoosiers bigots. I think it's rude. I think it's wrong. And I think that you're not telling the truth about what it is you really feel. I'm Tony Katz.
are seeing these headlines about percentage increases. Now, I want to say that any amount of harm is unacceptable and too much. But I also want to make sure that this hysteria, you know, that this doesn't drive a hysteria and that we look at these numbers in context so that we can make responsible decisions about what to allocate um, in that context. Man, every time Representative Ocasio-Cortez speaks, you're guaranteed to hear something ridiculous. In this case, let's not get hysterical over the increased crime across the country. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is great to be with you. What a thing to say. But this is what happens when you believe that you are morally correct and you don't have to worry about facts. This is what happens when you need to lie in order to move your ideology forward. There's no hysteria going on. Crime is going up everywhere and people are rightfully concerned. You want us to say there's no connection between this and the defund police movement. And let me say, uh, Chris Wallace... Man, he did a number on Congressman Jim Banks. I haven't spoken to the congressman about it. We have him on the show often. I don't think uh, the congressman was strong enough in this clip in pushing back on him at all. Listen to Chris Wallace on this subject. But, but, but Mr. Congressman Banks, let me push back on that a little bit because in the program that he announced this week, the... the president said that the central part of his anti-crime package is the 350 billion dollars in the american rescue plan the covid relief plan that was passed take a look at what the president said it means more police officers more nurses more counselors more social workers more community violence interrupters to help resolve issues before they escalate into crimes Congressman Banks, you voted against that package, against that $350 billion, just like every other Republican in the House and Senate. So can't you make the argument that it's you and the Republicans who are defunding the police? No, Chris Wallace, you can't. And that's so ignorant as to be believed. Take that bill out, apply it separately, and let's see what we do. But when you add it with COVID funds that was an overspend massively by our government on the taxpayers' shoulders, I think it's despicable that you would even tie it into taking care of the American people. That should have been the answer. Incredible stuff. AOC thinking. I'm Tony Katz. Supreme Court not taking up a transgender rights case. This uh, about a high school student who sued uh, the Gloucester County School Board for not allowing him to use the boys' restroom. I guess girl transitioned to boy. They offered him a private restroom, but he argued that was stigmatizing. No, 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 no. This goes back to 2015. The U.S. Circuit, uh, the the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, ruled in favor 
uh, of uh, of him? And and the answer is no. Here here here's your bathroom. Have a nice day. This goes back to the greater conversation of whether or not we allow children to make these decisions. And the answer is not if we're good, decent people. We don't. I didn't say a child didn't feel a certain way. I didn't say you had to be rude or mean. I don't think it should be either one of those things. Kids can't make this decision. And schools can decide, here's what we're doing. Well, the job of the school is to keep the children safe. No, the job of the school is to teach math and English. And if they're not doing that, we've got ourselves a problem. Not to move your social justice insanity. No one should be rude to this kid. No one should attack this kid. But the girls or the boys don't have to put up with it who are girls and boys. They don't have to put up with it. Decisions made by one child do not mean the entire school has to change who they are. It's not what it means. That's not true. Why can't we just say so? The Supreme Court not taking up the case? Um, I can get that. Once again, Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito would have taken it up because they believe that their job, this is very specific to Clarence Thomas. We've now seen this repeatedly. And, and more often than not, we've seen it with Alito. They believe their job is to answer these questions. That's what they believe the job is. Now, one of the things this kind of case could bring up about the bathroom is the idea of separate but equal. If you have a bathroom for whites and if you have a bathroom for colored, separate but equal or really not? I'm going to go for really not. This is a different conversation because it is a different conversation because this is a sex conversation, not a race conversation. And since you, me, and we we have all used a bathroom that's unisex. We've been in coffee houses where a man can go in and then a woman can go in. We've been in restaurants that way. We've, we've, we've done this in, in, in all sorts of buildings. We go to our doctor's office. It's a bathroom. It's not a men's room and a women's room. It's a bathroom and you use it. Try not to get anything on the seat. I don't know what to tell you. What is the real stigma at play and is the stigma perceived or actual well if i perceive it it must be real not necessarily since it is something we all do you're making the argument that you're a girl who says you're a boy and how dare you not let me be a boy in all the ways well the reason for that is you're still in school and a child and we have rules. And what we're going to do is protect those other boys who are boys. Because they are boys. Now, this, I guess this goes back to the, 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 the standard. Boys are not girls and girls are not boys. And that's considered to be hateful speech in America. Except it's fact. So what could be so hateful? And even if some people think it's hateful, what does that matter? It's still fact. The fact is, Joe Biden 
ordered strikes against Iranian-backed militias, and Ilhan Omar is very unhappy. I am shocked. Regardless of whether you think this should have happened or not, that Ilhan Omar is condemning the airstrikes. <laughs> what, what do you think it is? The constant cycle of violence and retribution is a failed policy and will not make us any safer. Congress has authority over war powers and should be consulted before any escalation. Now, that part is certainly interesting. That part is certainly interesting. I have not noticed too much of Ilhan Omar being upset when cops get attacked. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm just engaged in some harshness because I find her to be such an anti-Semite bigot that I'm not giving her her due on some of these other subjects. Maybe that's me. As for the airstrikes, well, we're going to have a whole conversation about whether or not Congress was indeed briefed about this. This is happening just as the Israeli president is coming to the United States. Remember we said president... We're not talking about the prime minister. Very, very different position. President is much more ceremonial uh, than being able to uh, make decisions. Just so we understand each other. Uh, it could be just a, a, a show. It could be uh, just to show uh, the Israelis that uh, they still have a friend in, in the United States. Very possible. Was there a need for this? According uh, to um, uh, John Kirby there at the Pentagon, uh, the spokesperson, given the ongoing series of attacks by Iran-backed groups targeting U.S. interests in Iraq, the president directed further military action to disrupt and deter such attacks. We're in Iraq at the invitation of the government of Iraq for the sole purpose of assisting the Iraqi security forces in their effort to defeat ISIS. The United States took necessary, appropriate, and deliberate action designed to limit the risk of escalation, but also to send a clear and unambiguous deterrent message. Then you've got Pelosi absolutely agreeing, yet nobody is talking about the drumbeats to war. Why, why, why are there no drumbeats? Why isn't this the case? Donald Trump didn't respond, and he was still leading us to war. That's what the media told us. That's what the media told us. So you want to know how much they lied? They lied that much. And then some. It's who they are. It's what they do. I'm talking about the media here. I actually wrote a piece about uh, the media. You can get it at TonyKatz.com. T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. And it's about Brian Stelter. CNN's Brian Stelter says, Balanced news comes from the East and West Coast. Oh, he's special. He is special. You also find it at WIBC.com. And I discuss how, as I was saying earlier, Hannah Dreyer of of, uh, Washington Post flat out lied about Governor DeSantis. Lied about Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida and his response to... Uh, the, the, the building collapse there, the condo collapse in, in Surfside, Florida, just north of Miami. 
saying that he didn't uh, get on the ground for a full day and therefore FEMA missed out on opportunity. First responders were on the scene in minutes. The mayor of Miami-Dade County, a Democrat, didn't sign uh, an emergency declaration until uh, 12 hours later. Ron DeSantis signed his in less than an hour after that. So why didn't she report this in in, in, in toto? I, that's the question that I asked. So it's we have it, it, we have two choices. She did not do the job of a journalist and did not check the facts. Or she did not care about the job of a journalist, therefore she did not care about the facts and instead pushed a narrative. That narrative being that the Republican, DeSantis, didn't do his job and is somehow responsible for the damage. We see this all the time. This isn't journalism, this is something else. And if Donald Trump were president and engaged in this uh, on Iran, on these militia groups, we would only be hearing about the drumbeats to war. That's all they would be talking about. If media wants to know why they're not trusted, this is why. This is why. So easy and obvious and simple to see. As for should we or shouldn't we be engaged uh, in in these airstrikes, I'm not there yet. I I, I will admit that I uh, have less issue with these things than than, than other people. But it is it is interesting uh, that uh, we voted out the guy who was purposely trying not to have never-ending wars and got the Democrat, you know, the peace lovers, into a place where they've now engaged two different strikes on Iranian targets in the last six months. Now, it's funny, a spokesperson for Iraqi Armed Forces says the attack represents a blatant and unacceptable violation of Iraqi sovereignty. Now, are you talking... I can't figure out if they're talking about what the U.S. did or what Iran may have done. Iraq renews its refusal to be an arena for settling accounts and adheres to its right to sovereignty over its lands and to prevent it from being used as an arena for for reactions and attacks. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Well, I don't know if you're going to hear that in the mainstream press. I'm not sure where I am on this. I can appreciate that you don't want every day another strike, another this, another that. And I can also appreciate that you want Congress to be involved. Because that's what you want. 150%. But it's going to take me a day of of coming through this to figure it out. Whether uh, we should be doing this or not. But don't forget... The more the media stays silent on it, the more you know how little they actually care. If their preferred political candidate is in power, nothing matters. If they oppose you, then you are signing everybody's death warrant. That's who they are. I'm Tony Katz. Do you feel cold and lost in 
So there was Donald Trump in Ohio over the weekend. He got a good crowd. Some 20,000 people and everybody and their mother wanted to kind of, you know, no, 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 no. They're manipulating the photo this way. They're manipulating the photo that way. Look, Donald Trump gets more people to show up for him than Michelle Obama gets to show up for her. And that's just the way it is. He's crazy popular. But something happened that I thought was, well, fascinating. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you guys. What I, 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 I saw was that the normal places that I go, where I get audio clips for the show, there were no audio clips of Trump. I have uh, the, 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 the live stream of, of his rally. I have got the whole thing. I'm talking about the clips, the sound bites, the this, the that. They weren't out there. And I didn't know why they weren't out there. I couldn't figure out why they weren't out there. I mean, he spoke. He 150% was talking, was speaking. But the, the... Everybody talking about it and the clips about it, they were just not around. And I asked myself, is this telling us anything? Now he went there and he lit up Congressman Anthony Gonzalez, former NFL player, and he's supporting somebody else, um, uh, a guy by the name of Max Miller, who was uh, used to be an aide uh, to, to Donald Trump, and this was Gonzalez, voted for impeachment. Okay, I, 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 I get that. The question is, is there a tiring of Trump? Now, let's take this from both parts of, of, of the equation. First, let us remember our theory. And our theory is that there's a lot to learn from Trump. There's a lot that Trump taught that Republicans should be utilizing. But I am not into idol worship. Give me the skill sets and let me engage other people in those skill sets so we can have more and more candidates not be rallied only around one person. That's a bad idea. We take a look at this, this Western Conservative Summit poll, this straw poll, that showed Ron DeSantis ahead of, of Donald Trump in the straw poll. It's a straw poll. It doesn't mean anything. And then we saw that Kurt Schlichter, town hall columnist, did one on his social media feed. 21,000 people voted. Same thing happened. And I had asked the question, now does Trump start going after DeSantis because he doesn't want anybody getting in his way or anybody else seen on top? What will the party say? And I believe people will say, whoa, 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 Donald. Don't be bagging on this guy. We might need him. We might need him. This led producer Ari to say there's no way the party turns on Donald Trump. I'm not making the argument of a full-on turn. I am saying they will say slow up. A recognition that they don't know what the future holds. Which I believe is, is right. But it's not that people weren't excited to see Trump. It's that I'm not seeing people talking about it. Was it bad? Was there some kind of massive problem? Sure, he's going to talk about the election. Maybe people don't want to talk about the election. They want to talk about the future because they have to live in the now. They can't live in that election. You know who used to live in that election going on year and year after the election? Hillary. You want to be Hillary? Or do you want to engage Americans where they are and where they're going? 
Yes, problems happened in the election of 2020 that should be addressed. No, I would not have certified the state of Pennsylvania. And based on what Georgia is telling me, I wouldn't have certified the state of Georgia. But that's what the state should not have done. Very different than Mike Pence is a traitor. No, he's not. Stop talking. You sound crazy. Sound crazy. But if Trump wants to continue to lead this party, he has to be talking about the future, not the past. Because Hillary is somebody who was talking about the past. And she became exhausting. The not sharing of the audio to me was really interesting. That doesn't mean there isn't audio out there. Clips out there. It means my anecdotal experience has led me to a thought We'll see. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Tomorrow.